morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of you on early already. Hope you're all awesome and well. Good morning. Welcome along to the, the daily chat, folks. Good to see you. Uh, let's do the quick warm-ups while we're waiting for a few of you to jump on. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that. If you don't already, that means you're new. Hello to you if you're new. You might be joining us from one of our uh, Facebook groups or our mentoring program. Welcome along. Fabulous to have you here. We catch up each day at about 10 past eight, talk about the world of property investing and the things that are going on around it, try and make sense of this thing that we're doing, this property investment idea, the idea that we're going to buy some good real estate, keep it for, well, I say forever, but nothing's forever, but keep it for a long time to create some financial stability, some financial freedom, some choices in the future as a property investor. Now, two sayings around here if you're new. Number one, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Property is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Anyone tells you that, they're full of shit. <laughs> Excuse the French. No one. Uh, and number two, uh, you know, buy well, don't sell. Buy a good property. Buy a good property. It doesn't have to be the perfect one. No such thing as a perfect property. Buy a good property, keep it, look after it, and then it'll look after you. That's that's the drill. Boil it down to the simplest facts that I can understand after doing this for 20-plus years. Uh, helped people buy over 10,000 properties. Along the way, learned one or two things that I get to share with you, maybe, each day. This is how we do it. So welcome along. Good to see you. Whoever's here. Oh, here we go. Got a few people up and out this morning. Aaron, morning to you, mate. Good to see you. Dave is in the house. Uh, there's Luke. Ah, been, uh, well, school holidays, isn't it, Luke? Uh, everyone's out and about with the kids. Did a bit of that myself yesterday. Danny, good good morning. Rose, <laughs> the witch is dead. <laughs> yes, well, ding dong, the witch is dead. Dan Andrews has fallen on his sword, huh? There you go. It was uh, inevitable, right? It was inevitable. There you go. And uh, Joel, good morning. That's awesome. Great to see you. Um, yeah, the old, uh, the old time zone is going to change. I think it's this weekend, isn't it? But anyway. All right, folks, let's have a chat this morning. Uh, I thought it was, you know, a bit funny. Number one menace. You guys hear me talk about this all the time. Well, if you hear myself and uh, Andy Fenton talk about the number one menace who messes with our wealth or messes with money, dollars and cents, really, across every facet of our community is the politicians. They make up rules. They change them. You know, they, uh, they, they increase taxes. They, well, anyway. But, you know, can we do anything about that? Well, we, you know, maybe we can when, uh, when and if we vote for, you know, the right party. But you know, I don't think there's a such thing as a right party in Australia. They're all pretty the same and they're all pretty useless um, in one way, shape or form of recent times. Uh, but uh, let's talk about what's happened. Uh, let's what's going on. But I want to talk about it in, relation, in relation to the debt cycle, folks. You know, what happens and is it still a good time? Is it still a good time to uh, invest in property? Now, this was uh, came out yesterday. Well, it might have been even before. I, I think I saw it in the airport uh, lounge last night. You know, Dan Andrews retires. Well, not retires, resigns. Anyway, he's a bit of a menace, right? Most people I know uh, in my circle, you know, I don't, I don't move in, um, you know, multiple circles, but, you know, most people I know in my circle uh, didn't enjoy uh, his 
world of policies and or what he has proposed after a long problem, uh, Victoria's record debt, Australia's record debt. And it's nothing new around the world, by the way, folks, so this is not unusual. We're going to talk about the debt cycle. Uh, and, you know, COVID and all sorts of things, everyone everyone handled that, you know, in one way, shape or form. And uh, Victoria, unfortunately, had the longest lockdowns in the world. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it was handled well. Most people don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd get into the politics. It'd, it'd, it'd probably uh, – anyway, I, I, uh, for the moment I feel uh, I feel I'd probably be – as much of a menace on the other side. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I need to get a bit more mature. But when it comes to the world of property investing, what has, uh, you know, dastardly Dan uh, proposed in Victoria? Well, he's proposed to increase taxes everywhere, payroll taxes, land taxes, you know, a tax on short-term um, short-term letting. Uh, he, you know, proposed that was was getting in behind this two-year rent ban, you know, all sorts of stuff um, as uh, as politicians do. Um, but why was he doing that? Let's talk about that today. Let's talk about the idea of what was going on uh, in the form of a debt cycle. And is it still, you know, uh, you know, this is kind of like, is it still a good idea to invest in property? I think it's a great idea to invest in property. Uh, but let's learn about the debt cycle today in a, in a very high-level uh, term, form, and make sure that we understand that. We can use that to make good decisions as property investors. That's what I'm talking about today. So what happened? What happened? Let's let's do a little bit of a what happened just recently. Well, we had COVID. Let's call that 2020. 2020. Uh, and, um, you know, every government around the world, including Australian government, uh, including the states, uh, most of them in one way, shape or form, uh, accessed debt, increased their debt levels, increased debt, Okay. Uh, and how did they do it? Well, you know, borrowed from uh, the coffers, printed money, you name it, whatever whatever that mechanism of that happened. But we had an increase in debt across our states, across our nation. When it comes to, uh, when it come to uh, trying to keep the country on track, right? That's what happened. That's what happened. What's the, the upside of that? Well, it flowed out into the community and things kicked off not too bad. You know, everyone was, you know, not too uh, stressed, you know, in real terms when it came to, you know, COVID and the unknown. That's a great thing. Uh, We didn't, our society didn't sort of, you know, crumble into chaos and everyone sort of, you know, decided to, um, uh, you know, buy a gun and, you know, run around the streets and and, uh, do crazy stuff. You know, that, that was what it was designed for. But what happened? Well, we've, We've increased our debt. You know, does debt go away if we increase it? Yep. Well, no. Well, it's got to be paid back. And right now, this is the this is kind of what this is the thing, ladies and gents, team folks. You know, the debt it has to be paid back. Now, don't don't get too worried about this recession thing. And how does it get paid back? Well, um, governments have to pay that debt back, or at least reduce that debt. There's a couple of things, right? They, they need to reduce the debt uh, and also uh, get inflation under control. That's kind of the big, you know, the big conversation when it comes to this uh, idea of like what is in the future after debt rises. Well, 
you know, we, we need to manage the debt. We need because what happens when free flow of money flows out, what else happened out there? Well, inflation went up, right? Okay. So this is where we are. This is what's going on. Is it abnormal? Uh, well, is it unexpected? No, it's not unexpected, folks. It's like um, we were talking about the other day, right? We're talking <clears throat> interest rates go down to the lowest ever in history. And is it unexpected that they would go back up? No, well, they're not. No, it's not. Okay, well, debt is at the highest in history or, or, or record debts, right? Is it unexpected that it has to be paid back? Or, or you know, certain governments if it's states or national or whatever, rearrange the budget, rearrange spending, rearrange taxes to pay it back. It's not unexpected, right? It's not unexpected. Now, these are these are normal problems that we as investors have to manage and navigate and whatever. The challenge for me, the challenge for you is that often the government, you know, they want to sort of tax, let's say, a property investor. So let's say we're getting, let's say we're being charged more land tax because, now, it's not the end of the world, by the way. It's, you know, a couple of hundred dollars extra in Victoria. So this is where I'll talk about that in a minute. We don't get too dramatic about it. But tell me, folks, what happens if there's a cost to you? Your interest rates go up. Your land tax goes up. What do you do as an investor? What do you do as a business owner? Your costs go up. Are you a charity? Um, because if you are, you should be registered as one and get, at least get a tax deduction and have have the benefits of being a charity. Or are you a business? And property investing, by and large, is a is a business. We're in property investing to create a profit for the future, aren't we? Tell me what happens if your costs go up. What ultimately happens? Where where do you within twelve to twenty four months? Most investors should but most investors do pass on the cost to who, folks? Yeah, you've got to pass it on. Now, listen, and this is one of the things that I uh, I, I do a lot of coaching around with property investors. I mean, we're, we're you know, we're genuinely good people. You know, we, we want to buy a few properties and create some wealth for ourselves and our family, and we genuinely want to um, uh, provide a good property for our tenants. It's It's, it's smart. It's human, you know. You have like, you know. I hope my tenant enjoys living at the property, and if they do, they like it. Then they will look after it. Then I'm looked after, and they're looked after. Like we, we genuinely care. This, this rhetoric of you know, property investors are you know, you know, anything other than that is just complete and absolute rubbish. You know, um, there's, there's, anyway, I'm, I'm going to get distracted on that stuff. But you know, genuine people who genuinely care, who generally are, are in it for the win-win. The win-win, all right, win-win. However, at the end of the day, you're not a charity. You you, you can't be losing money to then then um, to then be paying for someone else to live in a property that at a loss to you. That's that's stupid. That's just dumb, right? Anyway, there you go. So, where did we get to? Did I get a bit distracted? Probably did. The debt it has to be paid back. There's a cost. It's getting passed on to us as property investors. What happens? Well, we pass it on, right? So let's talk about the debt cycle and what what happens, right? So debt debt go debt went up, um, which often means uh, there's money out there, right? Um, it increases output, increases demand. We get some consumer spending, which gets some government spending, and we get some investment. So what happened? What happened? The government increased debt. They gave it to us. They gave it to us. What do people do? Put it in the chat for me. 
Uh, the government said, all right, here we go. Every first home buyer can get a, um, a free property, basically. We'll give you some extra money. We'll give you a boost. What did you do with that money? Uh, what happened when people got the, the COVID bonus? Did they, did they save it or did they go out and spend it? What happened, folks? Tell me in the chat. What do you, did they spend or did they save? And it was a bit of a mix, actually. The smart people sat on that money and went, oh, you know, maybe. But most of us, most of us, most of us took the cash. And what, what did we do? We bought a new big screen TV, right? And, folks, that was the point. That was the point of that money. They spend it, right? Then government, uh, the consumers did spending. Governments did spending. Yeah. Boom, Luke. Exactly. Exactly. That's what happened. Now, for me, for you, the point, the, the fantastic point is Luke bought an asset. Uh, unfortunately, many people bought a, well, maybe a car went up in value, didn't it? <laughs> you know, you know, bought a big screen TV, bought a jet ski, whatever. Anyway, what happened? Lots of investment, um, government spending and infrastructure. You know, there were some big things. Um, so the government debt went up, but they didn't raise taxes. Okay, what's inevitable? What's coming next? Well, household debt went up as well because we had some spare cash. We maybe felt a little bit more interest um, a little bit more wealthy. And, um, you know, let's face it, folks, interest rates were low. You know, everyone got, got crack-a-lacking and so did business. Business debt went up as well. So, but what does all that mean? Well, let's have a look at something that happens here. It, you know, GDP. Everyone heard of GDP. Is our GDP going up? Is our GDP going down? If it's down, then we're in a recession, you know, and if, if it's up, we're, we're good. We're healthy, right? Whatever. Now, it's not necessarily... Uh, the perfect measurement, but this is what happens, right? Um, consumer spending, government spending, investment, net exports, you know, total demand, total about GDP. Anyway, gross domestic product, these things uh, either underwrite or take care of it. But the challenge is it was uh, fueled by debt, right? So we took care of our GDP, so we didn't go into a recession, but we borrowed money to fuel the economy, right? And now it's got to be paid back. There you go. That's kind of, anyway, very in simplistic terms. There's a lot smarter people who could probably dive deep into that idea, folks, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, give you a bit more insight. But what was what's my point about that, folks, is the government's putting up the taxes. They're going to spend less. They need to save up and, and take care of some things, right? Um, now, over here in the the, the debt side, um, you know, what do we do now? Okay, because it's been a bit more difficult to for us as investors to access personal debt, uh, and that's going to change, ladies and gents. It's going to change. So, what's the whole point of my my uh, conversation this morning? My the point of my conversation this morning is about the idea of the uh, the debt position and situation is not unexpected well the 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 taxes are being raised to pay it back as property investors does that mean you should not invest the answer is no the uh the actual dollar amounts right folks so you know this is and and what, what am i talking about this little thing here as property investors, you must be very aware of how you think and feel because there is a thing called this disposition effect, okay? 
it's it's um it's a psychological um uh process where we give we give more credence we give more um power to a negative a loss uh than a gain or a positive okay now what do i mean by that well for example for example um you know, there, there was a fair bit of rhetoric reason, recently saying, oh, you know, Victoria's put up their land taxes. Uh, Victoria, um, you know, is taxing property investors. And yes, completely, absolutely accurate. It has risen. To what amount? You know, 500 to $1,000. Like for the whole year, folks. All right. So, so the dollar amount is minuscule in comparison to the overall situation for you as a property investor. Now, I'm not saying that some property investors, like $1,000 isn't a big deal. And if it is, then you're not budgeting or you're not running your buffers very well and or pass that on as quick as possible. However, the point is, you know, if taxes go up $1,000, which is, which is not, a big deal, and you then don't invest in Victoria, let's say. So then let's just say, let's forget about this. Let's go number one place, population increase, the number one population increase in Australia, Victoria. You know, um, the affordability, you know, plenty of jobs, you know, um, um, the, um, the, the, the building and the, the, the pricing and the, the city all very attractive to live in, et cetera, et cetera. You know, students, you know, lots going on. You know, uh, rent increases. Number uh, I showed yesterday the, um, the, the growth, you know, uh, forecasted in Victoria to be great, you know, like when it comes to the property prices because, yeah, undersupply. Like there's so many good things. Now, so many uh, positive things that are being discounted or or this other negative thing being exacerbated and some uh, some of us may not be making smart decisions based on something that's not very big and we're giving it more credence than it, than, than we should uh, and inevitably what's happened uh, Dan's getting ditched you know him 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 stepping down is the party going hey we're going to get flogged at the next election we need a patsy to 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 lose not you right that's what's going to happen um and then there'll be some changes you know the next politician doesn't matter who gets in is not going to go back and oh we're not going to charge land tax anymore they're not going to go do it i guarantee it even though they're squawking about it now you watch if they roll it back I'll fall off my chair I don't, I don't care who gets in, all right? You know, they don't undo that because they still got the problem. they still got the problem to fix, which is debt. Anyway, what's the point? The point, folks, is this. Uh, I said, is it the question today asked is, is it still a good time to invest? The answer is yes, it is. Um, and, you know, is Victoria, uh, is Victoria fine? Yes, it's absolutely 100% fine. Uh, and Victoria is an amazing state. You can't keep it down. People love it. And um, uh, away you go. Now, if it's part of your plan, make sure you do your 
cash flows, make sure you do your analysis, make sure you do your due diligence. You know, that none of that changes, um, but don't miss out on Victoria, let's say, or Queensland or WA or any of the other places um, because of some mad politician doing some stupid things that uh, you've got to measure the actual impact uh, in our portfolios, folks. Anyway, there you go. Hopefully it made sense. I hope the conversation was of uh, of use today. Um, but Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted, folks. Join me tomorrow for another one. We'll uh, hang out at the same time and uh, do that again. As always, if you've got anything that you might uh, might want me to pontificate, chat about, talk about, leave it in the chat for me, and I'll uh, I'll create a Wealth Coffee Chat around it as we go forward. All right, folks. That's it from me. Good to see you. Thanks for joining and uh, bye for now.